created live on Fireside.
Hello there. Hello, hello. I can hear you. Oh, there we are. There we go. Great. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Usually, the last couple episodes, I've had issues getting the guests to turn their videos on, but now it was me today. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being on the show, Tom. I'm so excited uh, that you're here and willing to take part. Um, I discovered you through Insight Timer. It's one of my favorite apps for meditating and uh I love your content so much. I think it's so fun. And I don't even want to say content, but your your practice, you know, I think it's it's so embedded within you. And I always have such a good time listening to your meditations. And um, I know the word you've used has been meditales, which I love that. I think it's it's true. You know, it's all about the experience and it is in a way a form of storytelling. And so um, I'm super excited that you're here. Uh, everyone else, welcome to the show. This is the wonderful Tom Evans. Uh, Tom is an author, meditation guide, ambient music composer, and modern day mystic. Um, although his work might at first seem uh, worldly and magical, as an ex-BBC TV engineer, he makes it accessible, fun, and practical. Um, his clients call him extraordinarily ordinary, <laughs> which I absolutely love. Um, Tom has written over 18 books, produced hundreds of meditations and ambient music tracks and several innovative courses, including the art of timefulness, uh, the magic of numbers and your soul path. When you interact with him, you can expect magic to come into your world, which I absolutely love. It's very true. I feel that magic every time I experience your your meditation. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's a joy to be here. Great honor. Thank you. Um, so one of the things that we talk about on the show, you know, we, I call it the show is the human challenge, you know, and we really talk about uh, some of the biases that exist, you know, within the human condition, within human nature, how this impacts, you know, kind of our interactions with each other in the world. Um, and so one of the things um, that's kind of what I want to hear from you about, because I know a lot of your, you know, when I listen to a lot of your meditations, um, uh, I think it really does come down to being able to consider the human condition a little bit, right? And I think that's even what the practice of meditation is, is about finding that stillness and becoming much more aware of, of who we are, how we interact with each other, and how we interact with our world. And so um, I'm kind of curious to you, you know, what is this human challenge that you see, or do you see this human challenge at all? Well, I, I think as as the episode is entitled, I see it as a human opportunity. Um, I'm a natural optimist. They do say that an optimist is a pessimist, not in possession of all the full facts, but I have a fairly optimistic uh, outlook. But I'm also uh, very curious. I mean, I, as as you know, I, I used to work in, in the television industry and I was fascinated when I was at university studying electronics, how we could get signals, how we could get a camera signal from one side of the planet to the other and I became fairly expert in all of that technology so I know what's behind having this conversation very much so um, and then in my mid late 30s I got involved with the internet that was the early 90s and um, at the time I had my own company and I merged with another company and they said you'll never do video and audio over the internet the speeds aren't good enough and I threw my toys out of the pram and formed a new company that did exactly all of that stuff uh, and then in my mid-40s, I'd just burnt out. I'd, I'd built and sold two companies. I became fascinated, though, because someone said, you'll look really stressed, you need to meditate. And I said, don't be stupid, I can't meditate, I can't switch my mind off. 
and uh, I haven't got time. But I persisted, and uh, and then I became really intrigued by the magic of the mind, and and herein lies the opportunity. And I learned some um, some fairly basic things. Uh, I, I, well, I'm I'm a great um, plagiarist. I like listening to other people and picking up bits from here and there, like a magpie, take the, the shiny bit from there and another shiny bit from there, and then taking one and one and making it three. And I learned two things. Um, I learned um, that not all thoughts that we have are necessarily our own, which is fairly fundamental because we, we think mm-hmm. what we're thinking must be coming from inside the brain, but the brain is as much a receiver of thought as it is a, as a generator of right. thought, not just our brain, but our whole neurology. And I, I read this book by Amit Goswami, who's been on my podcast three times. He's a professor of quantum physics, and uh, it was called The Self-Aware Universe. And in it was a quote by another physicist called David Bohm, that's B-O-H-M. And, in, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle in physics, where you can't measure the, the velocity and position of an electron at the same time. He said, if you listen to the content of a thought, you lose its direction. And if you listen to the direction of a thought, you lose its content. And those two things, not, not the fact you can't have more than one thought at a time, and this, this quote from David Bowen, that informed me. I went, well, okay, so all I've got to do is get people to think of something else other than the thing they're thinking of, and that will get them into the meditative state. But at the same time, let's induce a new way of thinking, a new way of being, a new sense of fun, a new sense of adventure, and that's where all the many tales came from. So that's, that was kind of the, the engineering me. I was just like, once you've got a couple of simple rules, and 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 then I, then I found out by listening to other people, there were only basically four ways that people use to get the mind to go quiet. They they they, they get you to focus on something else. So classically, the breath, focus on the in breath, focus on the out breath, and when you're doing that, you can't focus on anything else. But then I'd expand it. Like, don't just focus on the in breath or the out breath. Focus on the point between the in and the out, and the out and the in. So even now, even in saying these words right now, I'm kind of inducing a meditative state. Someone can breathe along to this podcast and say, just listen and focus on the point between the in and the out, and the out and the in. And if you do that, then you can't focus on the in or the out. If you go into a different place. The other thing you can um, focus on is a sound, so classically a mantra. So a lot of mantras would be in Sanskrit and what have you, because I'm an engineer. I, I, I like my mantras to be um, fairly easy for people to understand. And and so I have a mantra called be calm. So guess what that is designed to do? <laughs> just for someone to be calm or just relax. And you do be on the in-breath and calm on the out-breath. So that's another way of inducing uh, trance. The other way is, to, uh, is an eyes-open meditation where you look at a spot on the wall. So if I look over your head now, I can see a, 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 a picture. I'm not quite sure what's on it. But if I focus on that, and my attention is just on that, everything else in on screen, including your face, fall into the background. So you can do it with a spot on the wall or a, a light switch or a, a plug socket or anything like that. Then the third way, sort of the fourth way to induce meditation, is to focus on thought itself. Because we can only have one thought at a time. If we think about the thing we're thinking about, then the thought we were having gets replaced by the thought we're now having about the thought. And then you can iterate that any number of uh, iterations to to get to a real no-thought space. And the no-thought space is is what meditation is all about. It's this place where your thoughts go to zero 
and then new thoughts can come in. So meditation is about not having no thoughts at all. It's about changing your relationship with your thoughts. So other stuff can come in and uh, of different forms. It's great for creatives, great for if you're short of an idea. Um, I, my third book was about light bulb moments. And light bulb moments come in in the space between the in and out breath and the out and in breath. And they come in when you're in the no thought space. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, and I appreciate that perspective because um, I think that a lot of times when I first started my journey, um, I sometimes, I found myself very frustrated that it was like, I'm not supposed to have thoughts, but that's that's not what it is. It's, it's about creating space, right? Creating that space mm -hmm. for these new ideas and for really that that inner wisdom, right? That's what I consider that that inner voice that's been there. But like you said, well, many of our thoughts are not really ours, right? It's kind of mm -hmm. what's been given to us from other people, a lot of it is social programming. Um, and so I think being able to quiet those mind, those those thoughts, right, gives us the opportunity for that that truth, that that inner wisdom, the the soul talk. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's slightly more subtle than that. So if you are, uh, if I come to your mind during the day, it's quite possible that's because I'm thinking of you. Mm -hmm. And what happens to me a lot is that a thought comes in, I open up my email, and there is an email from that person. So, you know, that those, those apocryphal tells of your dog knowing you're coming home. So when you tune into thoughts, if a thought that comes in is against your thought stream or out of your thought stream, like, uh, you know, you, you pop into my mind, Vanessa, I will literally um, uh, pop onto the internet and I might find there's an email from you or something like that, or there's a post on social media. Because what happens is we, we integrate this ancient wisdom with our modern day society. So <clears throat> Twitter becomes, uh, Twitter is the, um, if you like, the, the, the collective consciousness of humanity. I quite like Twitter because you can see what people are thinking about. Not always good, but, <laughs> but you, you get to see what is, what, what is on people's <laughs> minds at any one particular time. That's funny. Um, very interesting. Um, well, I really appreciate that. And I know that, um, I know today that you, um, we're we're hope well, that you wanted to take us through a uh, meditation and so for everybody listening um tom has graciously provided a promo code that you can also access one of his some of his content through soundwise.com there is a link here in the uh, fortune cookie <laughs> ticker um and then the promo code is fireside i will also share that um with the relevant links once it's distributed after the show as well um, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about this? Cause I know that, I know this, there was a, like you, this specific meditation, you, I was very intentional in terms of what we were chatting about today. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Thank you for that. Well, um, I, I never had any formal meditation training, but I've done a lot of study with esoteric, two esoteric schools, and then also people outside those schools as well. And, and kind of a lot of what I do is take that esoteric wisdom which is not often readily available anywhere or even published in any books and I make it practical and accessible and one of my um, people I, I, I loved reading was Rudolf Steiner and there's a book by him called Cosmic Memory and it gives an alternative prehistory of humanity which in my gut felt really real and I also read a book by him called How to Know the Higher Worlds and I've combined a lot of the wisdom in both these books, bearing in mind they're written over 100 years ago, but they're based on also um, theosophy and people like Madden Lebatsky and the like, um, uh, those sort of people. Um, so the, the wisdom in them is, is ancient. 
and I'd modernize it and bring it into a modern day context. And um, one of the things that he said was um, when about two million years ago, when we had humanoids on planet Earth, but we didn't have self-awareness, uh, what actually happened was with our third eye, which is our sixth chakra point here, we learned to take conscious control of our fifth chakra point. And now you and I don't give that a second thought. When I'm speaking, what's happening is I'm taking some of my thoughts and I'm vibrating my voice box, vibrating the air, which is going into a microphone, getting digitized, going into uh, into your speaker, and then your speaker's vibrating the air and you are literally hearing my thoughts. Now, if you go back three million years, humans couldn't do that. You'd see them smiling, or humanoids, I say, couldn't do that. You'd see them smiling, you know they're angry, you know they're sad, but you couldn't hear their thoughts. And this was, um, this is, has gone into things like scripture. I'm a fairly agnostic person, so I don't, I'm not into religion, no, but, you, but, um, but I was, I was a raised as a Roman Catholic, and there were phrases like, the word was made flesh, and that describes that time three, uh, two million years ago, when uh, we learnt to talk, learnt to talk. There's a brilliant Pink Floyd track uh, named that, which is which does this, this musically. Um, and what Stalin talked about over 100 years ago was that we're just about to take conscious control of our other chakra points. And mm-hmm. through, um, I, I learned how to do, uh, to take control of my heart chakra point some years ago through one of the esoteric schools I, I, I trained with. And when you take conscious control of your heart chakra, you can do several things. You can send uh, unlimited, unconditional love to anyone, anywhere on the planet, in any, anywhere in space and time. So you can send love to someone back in time or in future time. You can you become more loving, so you become more attractive. So your perfect soulmate will just wander into your life as if by magic. You can uh, Your perfect career can line up. If you go into a, into a meeting which you think is fairly antagonistic, ahead of time you can send love to everyone in that room, which might sound counterintuitive. But when you do that, the room is softened before you even get in there. And these are just some of the examples you can do when you take control of your heart tracker. The biggest thing you can do with it is you can heal. So you can heal right across space and time. And I trained as a, a past life progressor and a future life progressor. So it might sound odd, but you can heal yourself in the past. And you get instant healing in the present, which is just uh, kind of magical. I'm still working on what happens when you take conscious control of your lower chakra points, like the solar plexus, sacral and root. But um, from little examples I've had in my life, I think um, we can we can start to learn how to levitate and how to bilocate and do really weird magical stuff when we take conscious control of those. What I have noticed is that I'm only ever shown things that are safe for me. And then I'm shown how to produce those in, in a way that is, is available for other people so it's safe for them as well. So one of the things I do in my in my one of my novels, I write about levitation and I say, um, well, there's no point learning to levitate unless you learn how to unlevitate, otherwise you end up at 39,000 feet and slightly starved of oxygen. So um, so I think that um, in, in, general, in general, some of these other things um, can be done because I've had it, it had, practical experience of both bilocation and levitation where it's happened to me but one thing i know we all we all can do is take conscious control of our heart chakra to heal to send love to send peace and it amplifies as well so if you do this in a room with um two people it goes by the square power you have three people that go by the cube power etc 
And when you get heart when you get heart coherence, there's a great institute called HeartMath you may be heard of. When we go into heart coherence, uh, that's one thing that happens when you fall in love with somebody. Your 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 heart rates entangle, and uh, and you feel bonded uh, forever. That goes right across all space and time. But yeah, when you learn how to control your heart chakra, then amazing stuff happens, and uh, and you send bliss out. Bliss comes back your way. You also can self heal as well. So the same healing ray that goes out to other people, you can turn back on yourself and uh, and and heal yourself, which is amazing. Right. And I mean, that, that really is that whole, you know, the, the human opportunity, right. Is that conscious control of, of our chakras and especially, like you said, that heart chakra. And I think that that really resonates with me, um, you know, just in this conversation and even through going through and, you know, being a student of some of your practices, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that is really how we can uh, empower each other and make a bit of a difference and be a little bit more socially conscious as well in our society and in our communities. Um, so yeah, I would love it if you had uh, a little bit of time now, if you could take us through uh, one of your, uh, your meditation, um, that would be fantastic. I would love to experience that uh, with you and with anybody listening. Well, let's do that. Um, uh, so the, the course you mentioned is called Heartful Living. It's available on uh, this platform I've got called Soundwise. The app's free, and then uh, you either uh, tune into one of my free apps on the free free. Uh, broadcast i've done that at half price for everyone that takes you through um uh, seven meditations starting at the base chakra going through to the crown it also activates the alpha chakra and the omega chakra which shows our eighth and ninth chakra and then it takes you to a unified state but what i'm going to do with you right now is is to share the very end meditation from that course or a variant of it called the two mind transmutation um, and that's an alchemical technique that I learned from the other esoteric school that I learned about. So, um, so what happens is when you have a thought, in the same way I said that I might be thinking about you, Vanessa, and then you might say, hey, I'm, Tom's just popped into my head. I've lit- my thoughts have literally popped into your head. Okay, So you're, we radiate out thoughts as well as we receive them back in. But our mind is the loudest mind center. So our, our brains, you know, the monkey mind, it's very, there's a lot of chatter. And meditation is all about quietening the conscious mind, the self-aware mind. So the more subtle thought forms can pop in, external thought forms like light bulb moments, which I call future memories. And also the thought forms that come from our lower mind centers. Now, our lower mind centers formed in an evolutionary sense before our conscious mind. So uh, our, our lower mind centers are our gut mind and our heart mind. Uh, form before we had language so our gut doesn't speak in language it speaks in a in in a yes or a no and you've got this you i'm sure you said i wish i trusted my gut on this and your head overrides it or your heart wasn't totally in love with it and then you went along with it because your head overrides it as well you said i wish i followed my heart i wish i trusted my gut now the weird thing about these uh, centers and this has been proved by scientists and mri centers they work ahead of time so your gut works about five seconds ahead of time and your heart works about two seconds ahead of time. They are always right, which is amazing. And we do rue the day when we uh, when we don't trust them. So our gut will only speak in a, in a level, a yes or a no, and our heart will, uh, in, in a yes or a no, our heart will only speak in a level. So it's either cold about something, lukewarm, or possibly hot about it. So what we're going to do in this, um, this, this uh, technique is listen to our gut mind and get the head and the gut in alignment via the heart so this is cool now when you get your head heart and gut in alignment you will never ever put a foot wrong so um 
or you all think about something. We're going to breathe together just for a few minutes out breath. So let's breathe in, really expand the diaphragm, and then breathe out again. And do that for five more in and out breaths. And as you do so, just think about something that you would love to happen in your life right now, something that you'd love to manifest in your life, your wildest, wildest dreams. And the thing I'd love to manifest right now is to aid you in the wildest dreams. So it's like an uber, uber or meta manifestation. So the thing is, the same way your head is beaming out this wildest dream, which is that this is the manifestation technique, you know, vision boarding and all this sort of stuff. Your head's beaming out this desire for something to happen. At the same time, your gut is beaming out the fear that it might not happen, right? And both these thought forms, your gut is as powerful as the head in terms of, in terms of radiating thought forms, but it isn't, hasn't got language. It's got, it's got, oh no, this isn't going to happen, right? So the, oh, no, it's not going to happen, and the desire for it to happen, both go out into space and time, and they kind of cancel each other out. So what we're going to do is we're going to get all the fears that your wildest dreams might never manifest. You know, that might be the, I'll do the traditional uh, Ferrari car and the, the $2 million mansion overlooking the beach in Malibu or something like that. We probably can't buy one for $2 million, who knows? So that, that, that they're not going to happen or I'm not worth it. Those thought forms beam out in your gut. From your head is the desire for that thought form. And what we're going to do is we're going to let the thought form of the desire for the thing that you'd love to manifest to float down past your throat chakra, to float down so it sits on your heart chakra. And then what you do is you allow the fear that it might not manifest or that you're not worth it to also float up from your gut and overlay on this thought form now sitting in your heart chakra. And you take a big deep in-breath, powered into both the fear and the desire. Then you beam out from your heart in this kind of heart vortex. This, you beam out the result of what happens when it manifests. So the desire and the fear have cancelled each other out in the heart, and the only thing you're beaming out is not the thing. It's not the Ferrari, it's not the Lamborghini, it's not the mansion, it's not the love of your life. It's the resulting state that you will be in when it manifests. And this does two things. The first thing it does is it it completely takes away the how. Because the thing, if you, if you focus on the how too much, then you cancel out the manifestation. If you just allow the thing to arrive, it then arrives in the most magical way, which is absolutely, uh, I think I could say this word, gobsmacking. So that's the two-mind transmutation technique. Cancellation of fear and desire of the heart, but sending out from the heart the result of what would happen when it manifests. So I hope that helps. That is very, very magical. Um, and I, I absolutely love that. I mean, I think that, like you said, right, the, I think that's the thing every, we all have things that we want to manifest, but it's that fear that always gets in the way. And so when it, when we practice, you know, this overlaying of it and, and, 
creating that through the heart space, um, it just, it really allows us to surrender. Um, and I think that's really, really beautiful. Yeah, and in that, so thank the, you very the much link, for sharing that. The link that's below, by the way, um, that's got some more, it's got three meditations that uh, activate the heart chakra and make that even more powerful. So um, uh, it's, 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 it's practice. It's a bit like any muscle. It's a bit like meditation practice. They call it practice because the more you practice, the better you get at it. Riding a bike and stuff like that. And control of the heart chakra is amazing. I've done some amazing things with my heart chakra. I've healed a, a budgery guard in Vancouver who doesn't speak wow. the English language, obviously. But uh, so you can, you can heal amazing things with the heart chakra. And one of the amazing that always amazes me is healing the past and instantly getting the benefit in the in the present, which is great because you you we're, we're we're taught that the past is kind of fixed, but it's it's more loose than people kind of realize. Mm, I really like that. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think there's like this coexistence um, of like past, present, and future sort of all, yeah, all together. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are a very wise soul, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, yay! <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing this practice with us. Um, like I said, I will, uh, for anybody listening, I will share the links out. Um, and that way, um, you know, you're welcome to um, practice this and the rest of, of Tom's practices. Um, you can also find Tom on Insight Timer. That's how I, that's most of my interactions <laughs> with Tom or through Insight Timer. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate all your thoughts and discussions on our, the evolution of our, you know, human opportunity um, through this kind of spiritual um, evolution um, and how this can really impact some of our social consciousness and what we can create um, in our world. Uh, so thank you very much, Tom. Super grateful. Um, and I will definitely, I will definitely be in touch and I will definitely be uh, uh, continuing with your practices. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Stop.